Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 28th day of February, and we are winding our way down together this month, and we're doing that individually, collectively, and in community. Welcome to the Global Campfire. We call it the Global Campfire because people literally all over the globe are listening and partaking in a daily rhythm, a daily practice, a daily intention of being in the Word of God. And together, globally, we make up just a beautiful community. And how to keep the fire burning is you throw another log in the campfire. And we do that by showing up and meeting here together. I was thinking today, kind of randomly, (laughs) about the things that our ears are attuned to. So if you are a musician or a singer, you may have an ear attuned to music. I say that because music has been the biggest part of my life. I can't remember not hearing and singing since I could speak and getting in trouble in school for humming or singing something when I was supposed to be quiet. Or if you're a new mom, Your ears are attuned to your child in a way that other women are not attuned to their children of various ages. So uh, a newborn baby crying, you hear that above and beyond any other noises. If you have served in the military, your ears are attuned for certain weapons and sounds of war and fighting. If you're a therapist, you're attuned to hear different key words in therapy that allude to diagnosis and treatments, I guess, same in the medical world. So I'm paying attention to the things that our ears are attuned to, or the things that we maybe have become conditioned to hear. I'm wondering, what if we ask God here in this moment today to attune our ears to the things that he would long for us to hear above and beyond anything else because we can become so stagnant. We can think we're hearing and we can miss things that are right in front of our nose. So when we pray at the beginning, open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive, it's a real prayer to ask God to unveil things to us that we have never heard or seen or encountered before. So that is my prayer today as we walk through the scriptures. Father, that you would open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive all that you would do, say, and speak in us, through us, and among us. Amen. We have turned the page. We are in the book of Numbers again today, reading chapters 11, 12, and 13, right where we left off yesterday. And this week we're in the New International Version. And as we left off yesterday, the people were about to leave Mount Sinai. And so we begin today, Numbers 11. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. 
When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Tibera, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble with them began to crave other food, and again the Israelites started wailing and saying, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a handmill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves. And it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance of their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised an oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin, the Lord said to Moses, Bring me seventy of Israel's leaders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, Consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, Here I am among you six hundred thousand men on foot, and you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together seventy of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with them, and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put it on the seventy elders. When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. However, two men, whose names were Eldad and Medad, had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, 
who had been Moses's aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to two cubits deep all around the camp, as far as a day's walk in any direction. At that day and night, and all the next day, the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than ten homers. Then they spread them out all around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth, and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people, and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore the place was named Hibroth Hatava, because there they buried the people who had craved other food. From Kibroth Hatava the people traveled to Hezeroth and stayed there. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? they asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them went out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous. It became as white as snow. Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had a defiling skin disease, and he said to Moses, Please, my Lord, I ask you not to hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Please, God, heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, If her father had spit in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Confine her outside the camp for seven days. After that, she can be brought back. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not move on till she was brought back. After that, the people left Hazaroth and encamped in the desert of Paran, the Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. These are their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shamua, son of Zakur. From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, son of Horai. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Igel, son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Nun, from the tribe of Benjamin, Paltai, son of Refu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodai, 
from the tribe of Manasseh, a tribe of Joseph, Gadai, son of Susai, from the tribe of Dan, Emil, son of Gemali, from the tribe of Asher, Sether, son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nebai, son of Vophsai, from the tribe of Gad, Gil, son of Mekai. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rahab, toward Libo Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Telmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. The people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Quite interesting where we start with the reading today and where we end up with the reading today and pretty much everything in between as well. At the very beginning, we see that they complained about their hardships and the hearing of the Lord. It doesn't take them long to start grumbling, does it? It doesn't take us that long to start grumbling either, does it? And interestingly enough, we even see Moses's frustration with the Israelite people in their grumbling and complaining. And then towards the end of today's reading, in the beginning of the 13th chapter, the last chapter, uh, my ears caught something they've never caught before. <laughs> The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. The Lord has 
never not made his intentions clear. And he reiterates again and reminds Moses, it's the land that I am already giving them. And they're to go and check out the land and see what the soil is like and see what the people are like. And they bring back a cluster of the grapes to show the proof of their findings. But what is so interesting is how quickly they surrender themselves in defeat. And as we just finished, all of the laws, the the Levitical laws, we heard repeatedly how false information was not to be reported, things that are not true. And I don't know if that even falls into that category, but it is so interesting how quickly we resign ourselves in defeat, forgetting the very thing that God has promised us, how quickly we surrender, resign, wave the flag, and just sit down. And so maybe this is just our focal point today. What have we surrendered, diminished, and just walked away from in defeat, forgetting that if God himself promised something to us, God will find a way. Jesus, we thank you for this space and this time and this place, for your word to be read aloud, to hear things that we have never heard before, to become attuned with our own hearts where we have maybe been more consumed with other people and what they may or may not be doing or not doing. And maybe we would even consider those voices that have played a part in our story, in our lives, that have influenced our decisions, where people have held us back and let us lie in ruin before we have even had a chance to let you fulfill the things that you have promised us. I pray that we would become increasingly attuned to your voice and the voices of those that you send to us to be a voice amongst those that speak against us to rise up with the hope and with the possibility that allows you to be who you are and to work how you wish to work in our lives. May we be that for someone else. I pray this all now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen look forward to turning the page together with you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Jen from Montana. This is Jersey Jane for Jesus. And I'm listening to Chronological February 25. I implore you, Lord, Jesus, a miracle is needed. This family has experienced tragedy, the death of their parents and their baby girl. Father, the boys were burned and the five-year-old now has cancer in the brain. Jehovah Rapha, 
You are the healer. You are the mighty strong one who can turn evil into good. And what has happened here is from the enemy. And I ask you to rebuke the enemy in this child, in this family, to bring healing and comfort. Give them the strength to go forward with the rest of their lives. That the boys who survived this tragedy should have a future, Father. Give them a future that they shall know you and bring your word to others, that they will give their testimony. They will stand in agreement with the Christian faith that they were healed through the mighty works of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. God bless. Amen. Peace, my beautiful Dabsey listeners. This is Asia calling from the City of Angels. And I wanted to lift up a prayer for some of the Dabseers. Um, I was listening to February 25th and heard Luke 145, a woman going by Luke 145 um, that has endometriosis. And she asked us to lift her up in prayer. So Heavenly Father, Lord God, we lift up this beautiful sister of ours, Lord, um, one of your children, one of your daughters, Lord God, who is a miracle baby in and of herself, Father God. Lord, we're all miracle babies that are your children and that is to be celebrated each and every day, no matter our situation or station in life. Father, we lift her up because she is like the woman um, who had the disease of the blood, Lord God, that she um, bleeds and um, this endometriosis condition is very, very painful. I have a very good friend that had that or has that as well that um, just was constantly in pain and we worked together and I could really see how much she was suffering. So Lord, we lift up Luke 1, 45 to you, our sweet sister, Lord. And we ask you, Father God, to to help her, Lord God, help heal her, Jehovah Rapha. Um, extend your hand on her, Lord, your healing hand and remove this pain, Father God, this burden that she just is, is just so makes it hard to get up in the morning, Lord God. So we ask that you heal her, Father God, because you can, Lord God, and we are petitioning and praying, Lord God, and you, you let us know the prayers of the righteous avail much, and she's coming to, to you, Lord, through us, which is what you ask us to do, Lord. So we lift her up, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, DABC family. This is Diana from Florida, and I want to pray for Luke 1, 45, who was diagnosed with endometriosis in 2017. But since October of last year, she's been dealing with premature bleeding, and in the end is just an excruciating pain and I just I'm so sorry Luke 145 that you're going through this and I know that God has something marvelous for you at the end of this whole entire journey 
I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of blood as I think about your specific situation. And I want to encourage you to really go through that and read the Gospels and see the different accounts for this story. Because just when she was at her wit's end and had already tried everything, Jesus, with a direct healing, was her last resort. So I want to pray for you now. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up Luke 145, and Lord, you know this premature bleeding, hemorrhaging that she's experiencing. Lord God, would you just stop this? Would you just heal her completely? Would you just uncover, unveil what it is is causing this? And in the end, completely shut it off in Jesus' name. This is Mary. I'm praying for the young woman who called in. I think you said you go by 145. You're in pain and been bleeding since October. Endometrius is something very painful, but I'm praying you strengthen the Lord and thanking him for your healing. Please see an oncologist if you have not. Um, 